0: Today's severe weather watch stretches from Mississippi to North Carolina with Alabama facing the biggest threat for tornadoes. President Biden set to discuss his new infrastructure plan in Pittsburgh on Wednesday. It comes with a $2.3 trillion price tag. Texas Republican Congressman Mike McCall tells Fox News he's not in the mood to spend $2.3 million of taxpayers' money.
1: Look, the economy was doing pretty well a year ago until, until the coronavirus hit. Yep. Thank goodness now we have the vaccines. We'll get the economy back on track by sure. getting our country. There is a problem from infusing way too much cash into a system that right now may have difficulty right. absorbing it.
2: USA Radio News. The border is in crisis. After President Trump secured the border with Mexico, everyone's worried about the growing problem. And why is the Biden administration spending $86 million on hotel rooms for captured migrants? Now Grant Stinchfield investigates the border crisis and finds the real truth about Biden's executive orders and dangerous policies. So watch Stinchfield on Newsmax TV tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern as he reveals the dangers to our economy and security. Newsmax TV is one of America's leading cable news channels. It's on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax or you'll switch to a new service. Remember, you can get Newsmax free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, and smart TVs like Samsung, Sony, or LG. It's even free on your smartphone. Just download the free Newsmax app and start watching anytime. Find out about the real border crisis on Grant Stinchfield tonight on Newsmax TV. It's real news for real people. Researchers at
0: UNLV examined in-person versus remote learning in 250 of the largest school districts. The result? There was literally no correlation between COVID hospitalization rates and whether or not schools were open or closed. Researchers did find a strong correlation between teacher union strength and the use of remote learning. NFL fans can expect a little more football in the 2021 season. NFL owners have approved a 17-game schedule for the 2021 season.
3: Each team will now play an additional interconference game. With the regular season ending on January 9th, 2022, and Super Bowl 56 pushed back a week to February 13th. The players initially agreed to the extra game in their 2020 collective bargaining agreement. The preseason will be cut down to three games, with each team remaining with one bye week.
2: The new schedule also guarantees that a team
3: will play an international game at least once in an eight-year period. From the USA Radio News
1: Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki.
0: USA Radio News.
1: At Mooch's Munchies, your dog and cat's health are our main focus. Our treats are made with real food and have no artificial colors or flavors. We use lots of organic ingredients and always gluten-free flour. We use no added oils so dogs who have sensitive tummies can enjoy them too. And from the treats we make to the high-quality foods and even the types of toys that we carry, we are always thinking of them. If we don't believe in it, we won't sell it. It's that simple. Mooch's Munchies, they are
4: totally possum. Totally Tiffany Nails does it all from manicures, pedicures, waxing, permanent makeup, and they also offer kid services for those mother-daughter days. Now featuring their top-of-the-line pedicure, the walking on-air CBD pedicure. If your feet are aching and need some TLC, visit Totally Tiffany Nails at 8200 South Maryland Parkway, Suite 150, right off the 215. This CBD pedicure offers it all. Book your appointment today at TotallyTiffanyNails.com. Make your appointment today at Juventus Medical Center with two convenient locations, Flamingo and Pecos, and Rainbow and Tropicana. Juventus provides customized treatment solutions for optimal health, human growth hormone replacement, testosterone, and ED treatments, IV therapies, Botox, weight management, and so much more. For more information or to make your appointment, go to JuventusMedical.com. That's I-U-V-E-N-T-U-S Medical.com.
3: Don't stall. Make the call 1-800-209-1679, 1-800-209-1679.
5: All right, folks, away we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. The boys are back east. They were here. They're gone. But they're back on the radio. John and Mike, David Miller will be joining us in just a little bit. Hello fellas. How was the flight home? Everything go okay? Everything went well.
6: Safe flight. It was packed. Uh, I could tell that at least on the way home back uh, here, back to Baltimore, it looked like people got their stimulus checks and they went out to Vegas for the weekend. And it was packed. It was rowdy. Uh, the, you know, they came over the intercom and they said, you can't listen to your uh, cell phone. You can't listen to your phones without headphones. You have to turn it off. They all just had them blasting their movies or the music. It was like, you know, felt like a club on Southwest. But, you know, we got home safe. It was a great trip, unfortunately. Didn't get the chance to play golf with you, Brian. But you know we'll be out there soon enough, and uh, hopefully it won't be 50 mile per hour winds this time.
5: Hey, I got to ask you, Mike. We know John. Now, he's not loud. Bet, he, no, best no. caddy in the world. Best okay, no,
6: no, caddy no, 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 no. in the world.
5: He, he's not. I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Like he's not this like loud, obnoxious person, but he's he's very outgoing. I could see him, you know, talking to anybody and he he dominate he would dominate the air in the room a little bit. What is he like in a tube flying five hundred miles an hour?
6: Well, I always choose my seats at least three rows <laughs> can you, away from can him. Can you
5: hear him? <laughs> three
6: rows back. I know, you know he's got he's got the headphones in. Nah. He doesn't actually he doesn't have Wi Fi, he has a, a music player that he that he has, so he's not even connected. He disconnects from the world when he's traveling, and and that's what basically he was freaking out because he couldn't charge this, you know, intricate music device. Normally now we have iPhones and, you know, anything like that. He's got to have this special music player that's producing hi-fi signal to his hi-fi headphones while I have my regular, you know, the peasant headphones that I use is what I call them. And he's got to be all, you know, special. And you're you're, you're right.
5: He, you know, you're right. I mean, every time he comes in here, uh, it's like he's bringing a Best Buy store in with him. Like, <laughs> So do you have, like, fancy Wi-Fi that works, like, uh, you know, no matter where you're flying over?
6: He's got no Wi-Fi. He, he's the complete opposite. doesn't need the Wi-Fi. It's already pre-programmed on this music player that he uses. <laughs>
3: do you, you want to know what my highlight of the week was, Brian? I sure do. So if, if anybody's listening and they want to see what Brian looks like 30 it, years it ago, it was not seeing me, probably. <laughs> it was no, it was seeing you, our good friends in Atlanta for uh, various business reasons. There was a picture of you with glasses and full thick head of black hair. No, that but, was no, you.
5: Wait, hold on, hold on. You're wrong. My hair was always orange. It's not black hair. Oh. My my hair was like orange. Maybe it was a
3: black and white photo. It may be, yeah.
5: My hair was orange.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. I saw this picture of you back in your uh, Buffalo days. I said, wow, look at this guy. He's probably 30
5: 30 pounds lighter, too.
3: (laughs) You were definitely, oh, my, well, that's a whole other story. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, last night, you know, we talk about free money. And for the first time, Big Mike here was in the office yelling, screaming, jumping up and down. Free money on Gonzaga, and I said, "Wait a minute! They're only 15 and 12 and two against the spread, even though they were 29 and 0." And I just want to know—I don't know if Dave's on with us uh, yet. He is, but like, yeah. but you know, again, their record against the spread is basically 50. percent So right now they're 16, 12 and two. They're up. They're up four games against the spread, but. His He you, he doesn't normally do this, but, you know, yeah. get, get get a little he, bit more. He get a money whatever. line parlay with Gonzaga, and he said it's free money. They won't lose. And I said, and I was on the phone with a client in uh, Michigan, actually, and I said if there was going to ever be an upset, you know, I could see UCLA upsetting Michigan. And of course, the guy they want to hear that, and I got a lot of explic- explicatives or whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. And then, and then, and you the, just and made then, up a then, word. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. And we're, I mean, we're, we're just joshing back and forth and, uh, but he, you know, he bleeds big blue. And I said, you know, I said, I don't see Gonzaga because basically what happened was all day yesterday. And Dave can, you can understand the psychology of sports betters. Our day yesterday was consisted of, should I just do a two team money line parlay Gonzaga in Michigan? It's free money. And you know me, I'm Mr. Free money. I said, Gonzaga and then Mike chimed in. He said, Gonzaga's free money. Uh, but obviously we both agreed that Michigan had a chance obviously not to win. So I just want to know your thoughts, even though it was a huge price, I think it was three hundred, three fifty. Well
6: well no, hold on. So the Michigan game wasn't included in the parlay. I did personally like Michigan straight up. I didn't include them in the parlay for a reason. The parlay that I had was Baylor moneyline, Houston money line, Gonzaga, and it paid out even money. So when clients on Monday were asking me, they go, well, it's it's not a good return, meaning when somebody usually does a parlay, they're expecting a lottery return. I said, well, if you put up a bet and you got even money back, you got 100% back, that's a good bet. And you're literally taking the risk down from Baylor to be a win, from Houston to be a win, and Gonzaga to be a win. So it's it's tough to, to train clients the right way. Because a normal client would want that instantaneous or instant gratification of the game winning that night and is seeing the account increase, when in this case it was a two-day play. And it's funny because the clients after the fact, after Gonzaga won, or even yesterday when the only thing left on that parlay was Gonzaga money line, they're like, man, this is easy. All I have to do is watch Gonzaga win tonight." <laughs> I said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. But it's hard in the beginning, especially when somebody calls – or they make some sort of purchase for a daily selection and they're not used to betting like this and they're used to their own bad habits, to train them in the right manner to be successful in this business, which it, this business, you're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have peaks and valleys. Nobody's going to consistently just cash every day. And John has been mentioning this for a while, and Dave is a perfect example of this. He is a non-emotional better. He doesn't feel the dopamine hit of winning and losing. He is just doing this as a business. If he has a bad day, it doesn't matter. If he has a good day, it doesn't matter. And unfortunately, most of the clients don't follow same suit, and they they live and die by each game, and they get those highs and lows each and every day. Mm -hmm. And the ones that truly buy into the lifestyle of David Miller or buy into the lifestyle of Brian Blessing those are the ones that become long-term clients that stick with us. That they, they don't really get upset when they lose. I, they know it's going to happen, just like trading the sport, I just would like just, trading the other financial I, markets.
5: I only would take issue with the one word he used, and I'll ask David about this. Uh, I think it matters. <laughs> it, it's, it's not going to change your approach, but it matters.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it depends what kind of volume you have. Too, because telling your average person, "Oh, don't worry," and then, like right now, the volume's low, and I'm in a losing streak. It, it's it's more frustrating that because I I feel like, for example, during football or, or when both basketballs are going regular season, coming out of a losing streak for clients is you know, three or four days, so a lot tougher. Well, it, it's the lack of volume that frustrates me. That's my Dave, question.
3: Dave, I got a question for you, Dave. Uh, mathematical, like since we're talking about like we can talk about a little gambling theory. Is isn't it illusion the the word streak? Like one game is in a different location than another yeah. game. They don't really it have is. anything to do with each other. So nope. when you say losing right. streak or winning streak, there really is no streak,
1: correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean I was I was uh, it's just you have I mean, indiv-
3: individual events winning or individual events losing and then we all like to pair everything together and call it a streak whether it's a winning streak or it's a losing streak.
1: Yeah, I mean our 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 streak whatever you want to call it was like 200,000 in like 12 days but I it really didn't get to me. I just the only thing I was thinking was uh wow, can't, now I got to now now I got less games to play yourself out of it. It it's all about the volume. If you can just get enough volume in you have an edge, then then the so called streak is is smaller. The bad streak is a lot smaller. But what is to me
6: to me, Dave, trading in the stock market is exactly the same thing with sports. When you're looking at a stock or the market is just down for the week or for two weeks but then you look at the returns at the end of a quarter or at the end of the year and you're seeing positive returns, you're yeah. not obsessing. Even if some guys, and I have personal friends of mine that day that trade, they do obsess to an extent, but after, after a lot of time, what I hear from them is, I used to obsess, but now I just don't because I know the flows are going to happen, and they're going to well, go up and they're going to go, in go in. down. Yeah,
1: you, you get, get broken, broken in. in. So
0: it's kind of I'm the not same in. way. Yeah
1: if I'm not broken in after this much time, after 17 years, I mean, think about it. I I would, I would have health problems at this point. Think about if every day I was just so emotional, I I don't think I'd still be alive. I mean, maybe five more years, you know? So, I mean, you kind of have to, you have to adjust with, with the amount of time you're, you're, you're involved. You you just get broken in like anything in life, uh, mass repetition kind of, Kind of helps out with with the with with the emotional part of it more than anything. So yeah, wait, it, it, wait, and no. then I looked dumb. I looked. I, I made six. I made. Uh, I don't know. You guys thought I made. Yeah, I made, I lost. I think I lost six. I don't remember, but I I brought. I think I brought like ninety thousand to uh to to a and and yeah, it's so all gone after four days. Like, eh, whatever. And I really didn't well, really, but again, I mean, really did bother. But, but me.
3: again, for the
1: for the listeners
3: out there, the ninety thousand is not the last ninety thousand of your name that you can't pay your bills. It's it's you it's it the numbers I think and this is what I tell clients on the phone, the numbers are deceiving because anybody that's watching you on social media, you know, it's not like the average client that calls here and says to Mike, you know, I've been following David, you know, like I had a guy DM you on Instagram and you told him to call me and he calls me the nicest guy in the world and he says, Man, I want to be like Dave. I said, What do you have in your online account? He says, $300. I said, Well, that's cool. Bet $3 a game, which is 1%. Like... And he goes, What? I said, Well, Dave bets 1% of his bankroll. Not roll. even
1: 1%. Yeah.
3: Not even. But I'm just saying, let's say a round number. And I go, So if you want to be like Dave, you bet $3. Now, we, I can turn you on to Brian. He'll give you a $2 exacta. But other than that, you got to bet one game for $3. And the guy started laughing. You know, because you know, the, here's the problem. These they call up and they all say the same thing. What do you bet a game? You know, me and Mike, we get in our sleep. We know the the, the questionnaire to the clients. We're basically trying to validate what products and services are going to work best for them based upon their financial goals and needs. And you know, what do you bet a game? You know, you know, three hundred to five hundred a game. If I win more, okay. Well, how much do you have in your account? Eight hundred at Fandle. Oh, okay. So you're betting three to five hundred a game, so if you lose two games, you're out of money and you're reloading. Like, you know, this
6: is,
4: yeah,
3: I've well, we talk- on tell tell them and what goes
6: after that. It's their, they always say, Well, if I lose, I'll just deposit more. And I'll put so they don't have any goals from money management. They're just expecting that if they lose, they'll wait another week and they'll deposit another eight hundred and then they'll do that ten times a year, but not really do checks and balances on their betting like they would with their Ameritrade whether sink or swim account where they have it and they have that actual goals in mind. So it's funny how, and I think as the years go on and now that because it's generally in in many states, it's legal, more people will take it a lot more seriously from a financial standpoint rather than the old school. I'm just betting an account and whatever I have in it. So I think in in due time and we've broke, listen, in time, we take these clients that make these, what I call so-called bad habits and we turn them into successful sports traders where they're mimicking everything that we do with the right money management. But unfortunately those clients have gone through a lot of pain of trying to figure this thing out of manually handicapping the board. I mean, Dave, I couldn't tell you how many clients that see you on Instagram and they call in and they still want to give me their opinion every single day where they have a full-time job. They have four kids They have all these other things going on, but they have time to literally on an average Saturday during the college basketball season manually handicap 96 games and tell me exactly who is going to win the day after, right? They all have that illusion that their opinion because they watch SportsCenter, because they look at statistics matters, where they're not price scalping and they're not getting market edge like you are. And it's just funny that after so many years, they still believe – They could beat the books, even though they have it, and they still have hope. So it's hard to break them, and it's a good, really good conversation piece that we're having today to really explain the psychology of sports betting because, like you said, you could have a bad streak. It doesn't matter, but the volume isn't there today for you to instantaneously make it back. But that's just the ebbs and flows of the entire year. I
3: mean, that's just... That's what you do. But, but, but since I do believe that we have the most, and I'm being obviously a little biased, the most transparent radio show in all of sports betting without the hype and the fluff, when you said uh, I lost 200 grand in the last two weeks, that number from, uh, from a listener's point of view sounds massive. Now, if I switch that, Dave, and I say... Forget about money. What percentage of your bankroll did you lose in the last two weeks? What What would that number be to put it in perspective? Oh,
1: jeez. Like, well, would well, I mean, are we counting houses and everything? Uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, Most not percentage. even. Oh, we have millions. I have millions in houses, so I don't know. Like, uh, what is that? Twenty, like uh, three or four percent. I don't know, something like that.
3: So you, li- so imagine the difference. How, but I the
1: the- stone. I had the stone-cold nuts, like, on each one of the tickets. I mean, you guys even saw Yeah, but bet. that's not I, my, I my only
3: the... point. My only point is if we get back to the reality of I had a $10,000 account and I was betting exactly like Dave. We'll go on the high side and we'll say you lost 5% in the last two weeks. Okay, so a guy with $10,000 in his account lost $500 in the last two weeks. That sounds a lot different. Then, oh, hearing you say I lost two hundred grand. Yeah, if I lost two hundred grand and my life savings was two hundred and one thousand, yes. And I go back to percentages matter more than money. Percentage wins, percentage risk. So again, for all you listeners out there that are going to call Mike after the radio show and say, I told you he was in a losing streak, he lost two hundred grand in the last. Yeah, he lost four percent, three percent, and big you, deal. you know, three- you
1: know. You know the other you know the other thing that that cause I'm thinking about it as you as you guys have been, have been talking for a couple minutes the other thing is I think your average person no offense to them but it's just used to losing in this business and and doesn't doesn't know exactly where they stand in every bet. I really understand the expected value of my bets and how certain bets in the long run will play themselves out the higher edge ones I understand what those are. So, so I just as every game was basically losing, I I was like, well, I had, well, I had a huge prize. Um, what can you know? There's just nothing I can do here. Or I had a scratch, I you know whatever it was. I I can't remember what happened. I took, yeah, I took two and a half. It was like going to, down to pick them, and then a couple of scratches. Then there was a couple of scratches, and it closed six, and then it lost in overtime. <laughs> well, overtime. no. I think
3: also, Stuff and like since that. Brian and and I think also, this is you know just to get the conversation with Brian. Brian, it's funny because obviously Brian is does not his living nor no, mine I, nor Mike.
5: No, keep going. I,
3: I'm just I, not, is, You know, you don't. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, you always say you never get. You know. Value is a dirty word because you don't you know, all I care about is the ticket cashing. You know, you never get paid to rip up a ticket. And but to Dave's point is he can he he doesn't mind ripping up the tickets knowing because he's he's coming from a different space of the real pro pro where it's all about expected value. So obviously from a you're more what I would call like me and Mike and the average normal person wagering on sports. You enjoy betting, you want to win. Obviously it's not the main core thing to make you know to feed your family but from a business point of view what's amazing is when you flip to the other side you don't care if you rip up the ticket as long as you had the right value where you always say value is a dirty word value is great when you're ripping up the ticket you've said to me in the past and i'm just saying like it's interesting to listen to dave's point of view where he's okay with losing four percent five percent of his bankroll on a losing streak knowing that he had the right numbers on all the games
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, no.
5: Well, I've never said. My point is, I just I say the word. Yeah,
1: the frustrated comment. That's all. The
5: word is a joke. Okay. (coughs) I mean, clearly, what John? Since we've been doing this, I've told you. uh, We go back to our days at DonBest.com, and all these other things we've done. We said the most valuable thing, like in that service that we could have done, was we do the opening line report. And on Monday, we'd sit there and say, of the 15 games, you know, 13 of the 15 games, we're going to say, here's the number's going to move here. And that's not because we're Einstein or anything. You know what your power ratings were. You knew where the money's going to come from. You can look at where that is based around a key number. But at the end of the day, what you can tell the people that are casually doing this, that it's more important for you. What do I say? When is as important as who? And if you lay the two and a half on Tuesday, because it's going to be three on Friday. So, yes, I mean, the value thing, see, it's the word I take issue with. You always want to get the best of the number. But the word value is, is to me, is just so, such an overblown cliche word. I, I, of course you want to get the best of the number. I think we lost the boys. Who we got? We got you uh, no,
3: back. We're back. We're back. I think Dave's calling back. I think everything went flits for a minute, but we were hearing it. We just couldn't. Yeah.
5: Respond. No. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean the word the word value doesn't take away from the fact you want to get the best of the number. it's, right, it's, it's way, the right. It's the word I take issue with value.
3: The word the word zap. The telecommunications. Literally- right. I think. I think the sports books hurt us. The gods, yeah. and they said we don't want the
6: listeners hearing the word value. We just <laughs> well, no. I don't know.
5: You mixed us out. I mean, but clearly, I mean, no. I mean, the business. If you're going to be successful over the long haul, is you want to get the best of the number. That I mean, in-game wagering, David. I mean, there are ways, and I know for the most part, you know, you say you'll ride things out, but I mean there There are things where you want to get the best of a number within game wagering. You know, you sit there with a team in the NBA, you know, they're laying nine and a half. Yeah, you gonna have this real strong opinion, you could play it. But you know the way the business is changing, you know you could be sitting there, which does, does no great you know thing for uh, what you guys are trying to accomplish here. Well hey folks, here you go. Here's what your play is. But in terms of your value, Uh, What I would say it's the number is in an NBA game. You be sitting there, a team that's a nine-point favorite. You're sitting there. I'll watch the first eight six minutes of the game and hope the team that's laying nine falls down by seven. And then in game, I'll bet a minus four. And by the next commercial break, the game's back to back to what it was. You know, kind of an even game, and the number goes back up to nine. But you bet minus four. So you'll love this story, both of you, Dave and uh, Brian. So is, is that a, David? I, does that make sense?
3: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So here I lo- you'll love this story. So I have this whale client, and he says I'm he calls me early he goes, I'm going into a meeting. I'm not looking at anything. You know, you 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 just do whatever you need to do for me. I said no problem. So I get a call like, and I'm not looking at the game, the Gonzaga game, and I get a call and he hello, John. See, I'm in the meeting. I'm in the corner. Listen, I just saw the live line is Gonzaga minus 17 and a half. They're up 23 to eight. I said, go back to your meeting. Click. And I hung up on the guy. Like the guy was trying to, in the middle of the meeting, ask me to in game live play for him. There you go. It's like, and I'm saying to myself, <laughs> wait a minute. They're up 15, the line 17 and a half. They're basically given making them two and a half. Hey, you know what? He actually had a point. My only point is that I also think that, Unless you're a professional, these extra exotic ways that they give you to the wager most time, obviously, we can all agree here, make the book more money. People find more ways to lose. I've seen more clients chasing losers um, and add to their losses than keep, as Dave would say, the new wager stands on its own. It's not there to middle and hedge. So... I don't see most of the clients when they try to do it on their own, do that. It's not an independent wager unto itself. It's always based upon the wager they already made. And then they find that they, they wind up just uh, digging the, the, digging the uh, hole deeper, so to speak on that matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, I agree hundred percent there. Um,
3: um, like the other night I, I won in some spots on oral Roberts against Arkansas at halftime. I played the Dave way, the line opened up at, and and then I got 9.5, which was better than market in some spots. I took the 9.5, and and then I took 9, and I laid off the 8.5, and and then I told all my clients, if you can get 9 or 9.5 on Oral Roberts in the second half, take it. Because I could see that was a better market number on the screen.
1: And, of course, they win. Yeah, that's the best part of it, taking the better than the market. That's the sharpest thing you said. Right. So I'm afraid to say the word value again. I don't right. Get hung but so the
3: but the moral, but the moral <laughs> here's the moral of the story. I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Because what happened? What happened was this. Nobody listened to what I said. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the guys got eight and a half. They call me after the game. Going, oh, I lost by half a point. Oral Roberts lost by nine in the second half against Arkansas. And I go. Maybe you need to look at that text message again. Nine or better. So. They, 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 they. You can even tell them, and they
1: just—they yeah.
3: literally, when it says accept the line change, they just accept it. They won't lay off the game.
1: Well, this is a problem. This is how most people are. This is the problem. It's all about getting every half point and, and the word value. And and if they don't do that, and like if you if if you took anyone's basketball picks over a big sample with a half point less than the market rate. Nobody's up over a couple of thousand games. Nobody's up. I mean, so you need you need you need the extra half points, especially in in those spots.
3: Now, regarding that, cool. what about when you're riding teams that are free money? So I I, I got to do it because now there's <laughs> basically we got NBA before we get into baseball. Um, Thirty-one in fifteen, the Phoenix Suns against the spread. 31 and 15. The Suns are playing tonight against Doubles. Minus seven and a half, seven at home. Well, we don't know where the line's gonna settle. And then we have the second team, thirty and sixteen, the Utah Jazz. My son picks them to win it all as the upset special. The Jazz, the Jazz. They're minus five and a half at Memphis. So again, what do you say? And I, I know I know you always say small sample size, but when, if you want to talk about streaks, yeah, I call it the streak of the line maker not setting the right line. I won't call it a streak That's of fine. the Suns. Okay, but what do you say? Like you're a line maker, you know. Obviously, Kenny White, our good friend, and Brian worked in you know LVSC, and they were involved in line making and making the numbers. When I see teams like the Houston Rockets that are 14 and 32 against the spread. And I see teams like the Pacers, which are 18 and 27 against the spread. And I see literally the rest of the NBA, other than those four teams, is pretty much 50-50 ATS. I mean, you can name any other team than the four teams mentioned. 26 and 24, 25 and 20, 24 and 21, 24 and 21. Portland, 23 and 22. uh, 23 and 23, excuse me. The Wizards, my Wizards. 23 and 23, Atlanta, 23 and 23, Denver, 23 and 24, Brooklyn, the Nets favored to win it all also, 23 and 24, New Orleans, 22 and 23. So when you see all these line make these lines on those that meet of those teams, they're doing a great job. 50-50, no edge whatsoever. What do you say about the extremes? Suns, Jazz, Pacers, Houston,
1: I just think that. Uh, well, I don't think the, I don't think the lines makers got it wrong with the information that they had or the betters. I just think the team uh, was was underrated, or or they ran good. Usually they're underrated. Or but they after
3: forty six games, when do they adjust? We're talking forty six well, games.
1: They keep, well, they keep they keep adjusting, and then if it's still if it's if they still are covering out a lot of times there's your winner of everything, but well, or covering, or anti- covering, covering or anti-covering. So you
3: take, for instance, you got the Rockets. They're 13 and 33 straight up. They're 14 they and 32 it against.
1: Right. But the point I mean, is that they, they don't, they've got to be running worse at, than like any, they've got to be running worse than any team ever in the final two minutes of games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just bad. They're bad, and the numbers get higher and higher for them. And- so, so
3: right. So so the question I have for you is like, and maybe Brian can chime in or even Mike is that again? If if I'm looking at this and I'm going Brooklyn, the line makers are very sharp on the number. They're 23 and 24 against the spread. They're one game under 500 against the spread on the closing lumber. Houston is 14 and 32 right now. I'm gonna take Houston plus 12 and a half. No way, I may not bet the Nets, but you know what I might do. I know you guys don't want to hear it. You know, do I do I do I tease? Uh, do I take a four-team teaser? If I'm being really creative with these four teams in the envelope that are all playing tonight, and say, well, I'm going to tease down the Suns, I'm going to tease square. down the Jazz, I'm going to. Te- well, I didn't say it wasn't square. I'm going to tease up yeah. the the Nets, <laughs> tease down the Nets, the Nets. You see, but again, because I'm looking at you. Will you call it a streak? Like, why would anybody bet the Rockets other than Dave Miller tonight? You probably already bet him. I don't know. I didn't look at your wagers. No, no, no I haven't. But my point is,
1: don't you at some
3: point say, "I'm going to bet the Nets," or "I'm just not going to bet the game," or maybe I'll in-game live the game in the last two minutes, and I just won't even mess with the game at all.
1: Well, the the fear fundamental to take Houston would would make me look at Houston or pass probably, but. Because I know that number's d- just gotten higher and higher, but I would probably do it at post because nobody's really looking to back them. That'd be how I handle it. And then you and what about the
3: Pacers? The Pacers are the Mitchell's second out. worst team again. They're plus two points at home against the Heat. The Pacers you said are the second worst
1: against the Yeah, or- So the Pacers.
3: Second- so Pacers are eighteen and twenty-seven ATS. The worst team is the Houston Rockets, fourteen and
5: thirty-two. ATS. And, and, well, and can I real quick? Four. Okay, fourteen and thirty-two. Right. All right. Right. The last. It's a difference between
3: thirty percent and forty percent.
5: But, yeah, sure. but just so you know, okay. To break that down, how horrific it is. They are three and sixteen against the spread in their last nineteen. So that, wow. was, that wasn't the case in the beginning of the year. I think they,
1: Dave's going to be firing on the Rockets. This, <laughs> this, is,
5: this is a current form train wreck.
1: Right. Well, they right. were. Part, they were. They were. They were forty thousand out of my two hundred. Uh, but anyway, yeah. remember, so, baby. Hey, it's all about the beard. You lose yeah, the beard. You're you can't not. cover a game. <laughs> I, I think you guys aren't. I think you're not factoring in too. I'm not saying the all the time. But uh, there's X percentage of these these numbers that literally were coin coin flips in the final minute. And sometimes if you just run bad on those, is the numbers get crazy. But, yeah, a lot of the Houston games have actually been competitive around the spread lately. But, yeah, they're the type that lose plus eight in overtime or have it tied with the minute left and find a way for plus seven to <laughs> lose so, by eight. But the
3: question I'm asking both of you, which no one's
1: given me an answer
3: yet, is, why is it the other 18 teams the line ma- the the line makers have been so good where everything is literally plus or minus one or two games any other team other than those four teams
1: you're literally 50% but in any sport, of your spread but in any sport you're going to have that you're going to have most of the teams around 50% and then you're going to have the anomalies which those aren't even you're you're going to have somebody covering 70% in in all sports after like 50 games you're just going to have that Got every it. year, every season. But, but Utah. But to call Utah a dark horse at this point is no. they they probably are. You know, third or the fourth. I don't know. it Could even be the best. But if your son said that at the beginning of the year, then it's a, an amazing prediction. I no, think. not but at all. I don't know when he said it.
3: <laughs> no, no, it's no. More recently, good. you know, you know, right.
1: it's still you know it's still a good spot because if everyone comes back. If everyone comes back for all, the, for you know, for the if the Lakers are healthy and they play the Jazz, I don't know. I still think that the Lakers, and I'm not saying they're right, but I still think the Lakers get the money. They're the favorite in the series. Well, so the-
5: well, here, here you go. Lakers so, are four to one. Clippers are exactly. seven to one. Uh, yikes! Yeah. I mean, look at this. The Nets are they're 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 hammering the Nets, but uh, oh, the, the Jazz are eight to one. Now, wouldn't you call oh, that, 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 you that hate the word,
3: good. good, I don't want to go off the air, but wouldn't no, you call no, no, that, that good
5: value?
1: I would call yeah. it, a,
5: no, I would call it an overlay. I mean, I would. I will not there. use the V word.
1: But <laughs> overlay is value, but don't hang up on a... us. <laughs> no, it, it, it is, but I, I just I refuse to use the word. We're using synonymous
3: words, we're teaching the, a prop bet on the radio. we're using synonyms.
1: right? Let's right. do a prop bet on you saying the word value in the next one. won't happen, you'll lose. Uh, think you'll you'll think.
5: Look, well, in fact, I was just going to say the word and then say it's a five-letter word, but I'm not going to say the word because then you'll say, "See, you said it." There ah, has
1: to be a story so, there, but there has to be a backstory there. Like, someday tell us about that. This no, like the, because before.
5: everybody uses the he yelled word. At me Ten years ago, he, te- he yelled
3: at me. Ten years <laughs> ago, contrarian. literally admonished me. No, it's like everybody. Oh,
5: they they're, 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 there, okay. Uh, do I, 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 how do I tell that I can't tell the story without saying a word? I'm not going to lose the yeah, bet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, he literally put me in the corner like 10 years ago when I was at Don Best with him, and he would say, I'd say, you, man, there's a lot of value in this game. He would just look at me and like I'm crazy because there's no such thing as wrestling. I
5: mean, up I mean I, you know, bar- ah, yeah. barely meet the guy to say, I go, shut up.
3: <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So let me ask you guys. Hey, but wait the a minute! I, I shot, got to wait a minute. Shot. I got to
5: ask you. I'm shocked. We are whatever 42 minutes into this, and baseball starts tomorrow, and you haven't said one just, word. yet. I'm
3: stunned. Literally, I'm literally bringing up the MLB future odds right now, and I was just literally going to ask both of you guys. And you know, you Dave, you like giving out some free stuff. If, I know you're not actively crazy about baseball, but you have sources you rely on. Is there any dark horses um, on the ML, Like, is do you today, if you're going to bet your futures, you know what are we, we know? Can we, can we know what the Orioles line is? Like, you? Dollar Mike goes crazy and bets futures. Our good friend in Georgia bets futures like a crazy man. You just ignore hmm. me on the Orioles. <laughs> I got completely
6: ignored,
3: Plus ten thousand.
6: Good story. Plus ten thousand.
3: That's a horrible value. They should be
6: plus thirty thousand. Guys, so check this out. That's it. I'm done. Sorry. It's, listen, I, I, listen. I
5: got news for you. It's fifty. Let me, let me. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> it's fifty thousand. You guys are all on <laughs> well, your What are the odds eyes. on what's the odds the on
3: Pittsburgh? What's the odds on Pittsburgh?
5: Uh, let me. Three million. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, guys, I live right across from the ballpark 000. here. And I'm going, right. to opening, open, I'm going tomorrow to watch the opening. I'm going tomorrow to watch uh, Dodgers and Rockies. I know you guys would be proud of that.
3: They're the second of the last worst team in, in on the odds. What's their odds uh, to win? Um, it's the, the two lowest teams are Pittsburgh's the lowest. Colorado Rockies is the second spot, is the second worst team in all of baseball. And then, um, so, again, back to value, you know, like I always say, and this is good for Dave, I can give you, you know, the teams that lose the most are the teams where you make the most money on them when they're, when they're dogs because they're basically the Rockies and the, and the Pirates will never be a favorite, period. Sometimes. They'll no. go the majority uh, 10% of the whole season, 20, maybe 15%, <clears throat> like, unless they go on some crazy run and they readjust. Where the Dodgers went the entire shortened season last year, never being an underdog.
1: So what'll happen is you the Dodgers
3: won't
1: will... What percentage What's of the that? games you, you, that the the Rockies and and Pirates won't be favored? What percentage of the time do you think I mean I be think favored? basically you'll be lucky if you get
3: 20 games the entire season where either team is a favorite.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. Even against the like fourth and the fifth worst and their aces, or I think they are. I think it's I think it's more than that. I mean, that. Unless, I don't again, know, these are the obviously
3: These are, these are, this is as if the odds, the futures. Obviously, everybody has that big lottery future ticket payoff at the end of the season. This is if everything stayed true to form Dodgers and the Yankees at the top, Rockies and the Pirates at the bottom.
6: But Brian, Brian, this
3: question's for you. So last year, obviously, the Twins
6: came in. They were getting great value early in the season. You could make a (laughs) ton of money off them. What type of team or what team do you predict? Has that type of Cinderella in them to start before, obviously the odds makers catch on.
5: I would say I've got nothing for you. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'm. There's been a gazillion things on the plate. I'm. I'll have a handful of plays we'll wait till next week. We'll, we'll no, let, I, we'll I, let no, you do I, your we'll, research. We'll you next you know what? No, but you know what? I could sit there and I could just blather away and say something and make it sound good, but I'd be lying to you. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie to you. There you me. go.
6: I respect. I respect like that. I respect that. Do yeah.
5: the bottom line is I, for most sports, when most new seasons start, I I want a couple of weeks. I'll I'll have a couple of plays based on you know some past history and some beliefs. But other than that, I'm going to let things settle in. I want to see where the numbers settle in. I want to see what a bullpen looks like. And I want to see, you know, these guys coming off and they they can't hit to save their life at the start of the season coming out of spring training. There are so many unknowns. I mean, I don't know. David, you tell me, man. I mean, well, you, I'm not in the business of I, throwing darts. Well, I will tell That's you this. What both what doing. Tomorrow.
3: Just kind of talk. T- tomorrow. Tomorrow. The game you're going to, which is an amazing pitching matchup for the Dodgers, obviously Kershaw's pitching, I would – you and we talk about this all the time, Brian, you know, 200 or higher, We basically I thought it's about 50% at the end of the season. Like for me, I can blindly bet baseball without any analysis. I can basically just go, I'm betting Colorado plus 200. I'm going to bet – and I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but if I didn't want to pay for information and isolate games – I'm going to bet Pittsburgh plus 200. Like, I know early in the season, the first two weeks, instead of sitting by and doing nothing, a lot of dogs are going to cover. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll bet against the Yankees tomorrow because nobody should be 200 on opening day. Nobody should be 180 on opening day. Darvish is 222 against Bumgardner on opening day. Come on, man. Arizona, Colorado, Baltimore, Detroit. Toronto, throw them in a nice little parlay for twenty dollars. you make yourself you know six, 000, seven thousand. no, but in all seriousness, like there is value. I know to me, the value is is that early in the season, there's no motivation the Dodgers are going to try to repeat and win the World Series. There's no motivation or really care on game one of a hundred and sixty game season. Why? and you know and I know that none of these pitchers. Unless you're going to bet the first five innings for all you newbies that haven't bet baseball, these pitchers don't matter anyway. Kershaw doesn't matter. Darvish doesn't matter. None of these guys are going to be in in the eighth inning. I'll let you guys know.
5: I'll just just throw this at you because I I was thinking Dave's going to the game and he's not going to bet a game because he's going to the game. You don't bet a game because it's the game that's on TV. But – the total in that game, I was, I ran, I'm going. Like, well, I wonder if, well, the odds makers got the, nailed it. The total with Kershaw on the hill is 11. We know yeah. <laughs> at altitude, you know, Rockies games are ridiculously high scoring. But the one thing that did happen last year, Kershaw was not this under machine that he had been in previous years. Teams were hitting him more. He's still exceptional, but they were hitting him, you know, where you were getting totals of six and a half, seven, just because Kershaw was pitching. Teams are hitting him now, and it's early in a season, but I thought maybe that total might be, you might get something silly like 8.5 or 9 because it was Kershaw, but they're telling you it's Colorado at altitude, and your point I would think is even more spot on now John, first game of the season, you know, you're not going to – unless he's, like, got a two-hitter going or something, they'll be more than thrilled if Kershaw's out of there in four or five innings. You're not going to bury this guy on opening day. So the, the total's telling you something. Well, um,
6: to all of this, I'm just extremely excited for baseball. We had a good run to finish. You know, the tournament was a really good product. I mean, it's just funny. It's kind of eerie a little bit that a year ago we're, we're all just like figuring out if they'll have baseball, if they'll have a bubble for NBA, if they have a football season. And all I hear now is positive news, like the NFL not to change gears. We now have 17 games. I'm sure you guys are all excited about that. Less preseason, more regular season. I mean, it just seems like a year ago, we had no clue where this was going to go and how long it was going to last for. And now a year later, we're talking about baseball starting on time where NBA is rolling. I mean, from what, you know, even in the beginning of the NBA season, you know, they were canceling games, a lot of COVID protocols. I don't think they've canceled a game in months. So whatever they're doing, I think that they've put out across the board, a great product. And I'm just excited for baseball to start. Cause for me, Um, for my clients, and I say this year after year, it's the longest season of the bunch of the major sports that we do. I believe it's year after year, the most profitable. It's the most boring from a entertainment standpoint to the client. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, the correlated parlays that Dave does for MLB, it doesn't matter when they're cashing. And it's like year after year, we talk about it, how profitable it is. And the guys that stay true and they don't get burnt out by
3: the day to day. Sorry, guys, I had to, I had to, I had to do that. I, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I thought love someone I thought drove
6: off Brian's the road. Job. I've never, I've never had that on this side of the. I know I, uh, of I, the mic. I, I, I it so, kind of a, kind of shocked me a little bit.
5: I thought somebody fell out of the car.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm extremely grateful for our relationship and. And going into the summer with with an, a great product that MLB is going to put out, and then we roll right into football with a 17 game schedule. We get an extra day of real football. Sorry, an extra week aside from getting you know rid of the preseason game. What do you guys think about that? By the way,
5: love it. An extra yeah, meaningful. Well, an extra meaningful game, and hmm. and you know what? I'd rather those guys you know play in that game that matters. Because then the starters in that last preseason game, they go out there for a few series. Nothing breaks my heart more than guys get hurt in a meaningless preseason game. Uh, they got, they it's down to three. They got to knock that down to two.
3: Unless you're, unless you're the Ravens that never that's, that's lose. Right. Unless you're the Ravens that never lose and never don't
6: cover in preseason. Well, it's a, you know now it's going to be literally one game for the starters. The rest is just going to be rookies and guys that are in positional wars during training camp but you got to remember even last year's football the reason we had so many injuries was because they had a shortened training camp i think that definitely with with no off season and a shortened training camp we saw that in such a physical sport we don't really see that that much in in basketball or baseball but with you know with football it mattered and you saw a lot of crazy injuries so i think with a full off season you you could start tracking. I know we're transitioning. We have a couple minutes left of football and it's far away, but like for us, from a standpoint of doing this as a business, for me personally, I don't know if I speak for all you guys, but I watched the draft. Me and Brian are both obsessed with that. We we're we're in line with what's going on, what rookies are coming onto these teams which are building that foundation for a new season or the coaching staff changes. I mean to me that's a pivotal part of these teams that you can catch early soft lines in September where most people just don't know about the upcome up and coming guys that are coming into the league that are gonna be those pro bowlers at the end of the season. So with having a full offseason, a draft, you know, having the off season workouts because a lot of those rookie quarterbacks last year didn't have that. So that you know, how we always talk about that second year progression for quarterbacks that were rookies that third year progression for wide receivers that's usually where they break out and if you have that full offseason I mean that that makes it especially for a guy that's coming into a new system from college you give him a full offseason it's a big deal coming into the coming into the year where you can find that soft number in September and October again before the line makers adjust
5: I agree. Don't forget, you can bet on the draft now too. I mean, all of the props and things that are out there. Can't wait for the. Uh, can't wait, Brian. Can't wait for the draft. That'll be good fun, and it's fun having these discussions just about football and uh, the young and the young quarterbacks coming in and how impactful they're going to be.
3: Hey Dave, I, I got a question for you regarding volume. Do do you when you say well that the volume is decreased? Do you then say, well, I'm going to just work on dealing with my other guys that like do hot, like increase the other sports into the volume or not really like, well, now that there's no more college basketball, I'm going to go full board the MLB and NHL to mitigate the volume. As long as you have guys well, that can give you an edge, obviously.
1: Well, I, I still I still do I still do my NBA and then I, I look, I, it's funny, you guys were talking about the parlays. I'm, I'm really into that. Uh, probably we'll get into that here. And that, that's kind of how I handle it. And Then I just I'm like a kid waiting for Christmas for football. Everybody, football is all of our favorites. So, well, I assume it is. Um, so I can't wait for September. It's it's it's. So you go banan- just, you go uh,
5: you go bananas in the summer. The big last gas before football. You, you yeah, run away yeah, and hide.
1: Well, I would like to, I'd like to throw in a vacation somewhere. Yeah. I'd like to. What is that? You know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, let's go on one together. Oh my they God! Well, I
5: mean. I mean, I missed my golf tournament. We all we all missed so many things, everybody. But it's been it's been two years since I've been on a plane. Craziness.
1: That's yeah. That's nuts. You need to get out. Well, now. I
3: can assure you, there were a lot of people on that plane on the way up and then on the way back. Well, are we uh, going to get? A, are we going to get? A, um, are they going to open up the cruise ships this summer for you, Dave?
1: No, it doesn't look like it. No. So
3: how long do you plan on staying in, In um, in, the in, are you staying until the end of the NBA playoffs before you make it back to the nice, cool uh, weather no, in no, uh, Nevada?
1: It's between the first round or just stay indefinitely. Well, not indefinitely, but through next year or two. And then come back to Vegas, hopefully with millions of dollars. That's the plan. it. Yeah. We'll see, though. That's ambitious, right? So, Never m- know.
5: opening day, you two characters, the Orioles in action, Hope Springs Eternal. I mean, you're going to be, you know, popcorn and Cracker Jack in the office tomorrow?
6: Uh, probably not. Um, right now I'm, I'm focused on NBA. I, I don't really get truly obsessed with baseball right off the bat. I like to feel it out, especially coming into a new season. So, I'm not a big fan. I don't watch baseball, so for me, I'm not, you know, big baseball. I think growing up, I actually played lacrosse, so I never really was diehard baseball from the start. I mean, betting it, yes, but from a standpoint of watching, not really. So for me, you know, I'm excited. The NBA is putting out a good product, but especially come playoff time where they actually really care. Um, It's going to be exciting. So, you know, we have the Final Four this weekend, the championship game on Monday. Um, NBA's in full swing. Horses around the corner. International soccer that we don't talk about on the show anymore. Not sure why. John's not talking about teams like Stuttgart in Germany anymore. And, uh, you know, but we're, we're still here. We're still monitoring the boards all across the world, even though John doesn't talk about it. Right wow. now it's 0-0 uh,
3: against Kazakhstan. 13 uh, minutes left in the first half. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: Brian, I'm watching through the window. We have an office where John is in his cage. But it's, there's glass around it. So there's I could see through the cage, and I'm watching him monitor these lines while we're on the well, show. So
3: real quick, through, real quick through Dave, regarding lines, as you see, Dave, on the screen, 14-and-a-half open. Uh, we're sitting at 14 on Gonzaga. And we'll end the show with the Baylor, minus five, no line yep. moves, 134-and-a-half, 144-and-a-half. Uh, again, is there any? I mean, UCLA looked good yesterday, but again, it was a very low-scoring game.
1: Yeah, UCLA at post, you have to. I mean, you, you just have UCLA at post.
5: There you go. Big number, big number. Good yeah, stuff as much. always, fellas. Uh, you guys, it was great. Uh, having you around here. (laughs) At least I felt your presence. (laughs) There you go. If that means anything. Good job as always. Uh, Stay safe and well. And we'll do this again next week. And as always, folks, we're glad you joined us. And we invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com
2: It's the Vegas Board Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News
0: with Tim Berg. The government is racing to boost coronavirus vaccinations with new cases of the virus on the rise. White House COVID-19 advisor